everybody. Welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. And I'm Lee DeMarb. It is March 31st, and we're chatting about movies from March 31st through April 6th. And we're actually chatting on the I actual ma- day today. I imagine we're going to digress a little bit. A little bit. A little. <laughs> That's why I grabbed the flyer in my hand, yes. so we can actually talk about yes. stuff here. One thing that came to mind this week to, to kick off a conversation is somebody went on to, I think, Twitter and just put... Of our Power Rangers screening and said, oh, too bad you guys didn't advertise that. And I replied, I swear not meaning to be snarky, but it's yeah. so hard on the internet. And I just said, well, it was on our Facebook and Twitter and website, and we talked about it on the podcast, and it was advertised in-house in the slideshow. Do you have other suggestions? And I really meant it just like, is there like a, a radio you think, or yeah. should, do you think we should have print ads? And, and the, the poor guy replied, thanks for making me feel stupid. <laughs> and I replied to him, I genuinely didn't mean that. I was just asking a question, you know. See how you come off? I know. Josh? You see how you make everyone feel? That's why I have no friends. That's why no one came to my birthday. I just sat yeah. there with a single tear. I talked to so many people and said, I'm not going to Josh's birthday That's because why. of the way he replies to, to me. That, to that Power Rangers fan. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's tough. Like, uh, online there should be, like, a font or a color. If I'm in typing in purple, that means I'm being sarcastic. Yes, yes. Otherwise, yes. I'm hey, everything. The That's, smiley face saves everything because yeah. I can go online and say, Lee, I've never liked you. <laughs> Smiley face. Yes. <laughs> just... But it also questions one's, uh, one's sense of wellness. I, I know people, too, who think... Who they overuse those things. Yeah, and they think you're being childish. I've been called childish for using... Emojis. Yeah. It's like, I'm just trying to express some sort of non-anger in this. Non-anger. There's some non sarcasm Yeah. I think people read sarcasm into things that are not there. Yeah. The one I'll never forget is our former... Manager and current, still sometimes employee, Christy, our I good hate friend her. Christy. Yes, she, hate her. Smiley face. <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> uh, it was. It was. This. I don't know whether it was five years ago. It was like three in the morning. I was at home in bed, and my my phone buzzed, and I picked it up, and it was a text from Christy with the sentence, "My apartment is burning down." Oh, I remember that. Frowny face. <laughs> and so I replied, "I'm like, are you okay?" Yeah. And later, I was laughing. I was, what a weird thing to like. My apartment's burning down. To add the frowny face to just be like, just so you know, I'm not happy about this. I don't think I would have believed her if it came in a text. Yeah, maybe, but but like, is that like on, on like I don't know funeral announcements now? If you like look in the in the newspapers, a little frowny face. I wonder what the, what the first person's going to put a, a happy face, smiley face, or a frowny face on their headstone in the graveyard. Oh God, yeah, or or a birth certificate. <laughs> a kid has an emoji for a middle name. Yes. Jimmy Smiley Face Smith. We work in a movie theater. <laughs> yes. I saw... So we're holding over La La Land for a third week. So this is a rare time where we can actually talk about a movie we're screening that all three of us have seen. Because mm-hmm. often it's a movie coming up, haven't seen it yet. I saw La La Land, I guess, last Friday. It was a fun, packed house. Did you like enjoy the film? Oh, I really liked it, yeah. And the, the, I, I pulled a quote from somebody for, for Twitter. It was... Chicago newspaper. No, it was, uh, it was Roger Ebert's website. And it just said, do not watch this at home. Watch this on a big mm-hmm. screen with a mm-hmm. crowd. And I really felt that. This one especially, the crowd was really into it. And Yeah, I know, I, I've seen Rogue One with my family seven times. Yes. <laughs> and, but I know, people, I know people with their families have seen this as much as that. That, that this is yeah. Star Wars for... Don't you know someone who's seen it like... I know somebody who took his whole family five times, yeah. but this is Star Wars with a smiley face. And I, I think the film's great. 
I love the film, and I will buy the Blu-ray. Yep. But yeah, it, it is a big screen movie, especially right from the opening scene, which I think the opening mm-hmm. shot of the movie is... The cinema, CinemaScope logo. Yeah, I love that. You know how movies, we were t- we've talked about this many times, movie theaters are built as square boxes. The Mayfair, if you look at it, and the Bytown are long theaters. They're longer than they are width-wise. Yeah. So you can have a, lo- a large screen, you know, a, a long, a, a wide screen. In front of the in front of you, so when a projector is on and showing a flat movie, it's a big image. But when you show scope, the screen actually gets wider for the scope image. But because cinemas are built in squares, you can't open up the, the masking anymore. You can't make it wider, so they make it shorter and and they put a black box in the top and yeah. the bottom, to, so, so they get that wide image into a square space. So the scope image is smaller at regular movie theaters. And the director of La La Land, uh, Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. 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 He's he's fifteen years old. <laughs> he's fifteen years old. He he knows how these movie theaters are built, and he kind of. He kind of did something at the beginning of that movie to make you feel like you're, the image was mm. widening. Yeah. He put the CinemaScope logo on the front of La La Land, and it's cut off on the side. Yes. And he opens up the frame digitally. Yeah. Because he knows movie theaters can't do that <laughs> it's anymore. It's a nice middle finger to the, it the is. square places. It, it, it is. At the Mayfair, it, look, it made me smile because, well, our, our, it, our screen is wide. It is rectangular. Like, yes. I'm looking at it right now. We're recording this inside the cinema, and I'm looking up at our, at our scope screen, and it's a, it's a rectangle. And at the, the Cineplex, it's a square. And how do you fit a rectangle into a square? Smaller. Yeah. And I want people to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> because it makes me angry. And then La La Land, La La, you know, La La Land, not only should it be seen in the theater, it should be seen in a real movie theater like the Bike Town or the Mayfair. Yes. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited about the Blu-ray. Watch it again, but I love watching it here. And obviously, I mean, you know, we were talking about. We almost got into a heated argument yeah. last <laughs> night about, you know, about watching movies at home versus watching in the theater. And right. I do agree with you that the best thing about seeing a movie in the theater is the communal aspect. Right. And I would say, I had this thought in the car coming here, and I never. I don't know if I've ever thought it before or put it in words in my mind. I don't talk to myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure is, you don't. <laughs> I masturbate, but I don't talk to myself <laughs> while I do it. And oh, um, there goes the G rating. <laughs> but you know, I I don't even trust the way people. You know, okay. So if I'm so most people who sit beside me in a bar or any social event would say to me, you know, I saw a new movie last night, and I asked. I always ask, where did where did you see it? Because most times I know. That they're telling, they're going to say to me, "Well, I downloaded it," and and I'm not asking this because of the business affairs that you and I are involved in, right. <laughs> running a movie theater. I always guilt trip people. Always. <laughs> well, I don't even mean that. I honestly mean because I want to have a conversation with you, and I and I want to tell how engaged you were in this movie because I don't trust the engagement of people at home watching movies. Yeah. You know, even my kids. I'll watch a movie with my kids. And if Anna gets a text and starts texting, I'll pause the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, go and, outside. Uh, <laughs> you know, if we're watching television, go ahead. <laughs> television doesn't acquire a lot of attention span. But, you know, I, most movies I watch with my kids I've seen before. And now I'm taking time out of my day to watch a movie with you. And I, am, I, I do want to be engaged with you. And it reminded me of what I like about seeing movies on the big screen, you know, uh, the communal aspect. That, that can exist at home, but it's far and few between anymore. Yeah. And, and I just don't, when I talk to people, I just imagine them sitting in their basements 
or in the living rooms. Can or you wherever. tell? But when they're describing the movie, can you? Tell? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that, that's the engagement I want out of us. I'm trying to picture you. Like a lot of people I know watch movies lying in their bed on their laptops. Yeah, um, and you know, and with you, their pants off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's lovely to imagine. Uh, but you know, I, I, uh, when your laptop open, you're checking emails, you're surfing yeah. the net, and I think people now do that. They're at home and and they you text. Do the laundry, take a shit, whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah. They're not really engaged anymore, and that's just not. That's not. That's not. That doesn't make me. Uh, Someone was saying in the that they were catching up on movie watching while doing the dishes. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, you have to at least look away from the screen every once in a while to see what you're grabbing or whatever. So you're, yeah, you're not focused on it and I do a lot of work from home but I'll sit on the couch and be watching like Colbert or something yeah. where it's essentially that's like you know it's a talk show it's a radio yeah. show you know so that's okay but when I'm watching a, a TV show or, or something I really want to watch I'm watching it I can't uh, David Lynch when he released yeah. so every David Lynch Blu-ray that's been released in North America yeah. that he has control over the release he takes the chapter stops out of a Blu-ray because he okay. doesn't want people oh, to yeah. s- chapters are there so you can stop a movie go you know, go to work or do whatever you're going to do during the day, come back to it, go to ch- back to chapter eight and bring where you left off. Right. But he doesn't think watching movies should be like reading a book. Yeah. You watch the whole movie and that's it. Mm-hmm. You commit yourself. So he takes the chapter stops. And I kind of admire that. If, yeah, anytime. That he does that. It was recently. Couple Come times. see David Lynch, The Art Life. On <laughs> David Lynch, The Art Life. Oh, yeah. and Eraserhead. And Eraserhead. Followed by Eraserhead. Yeah. People come in like five minutes late because I'm you know, a businessman trying to sell a ticket. So I'm like, sure, going in. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> We're businessmen. I wear my tie and I have my hat on. I got my little briefcase. And they'll say, how much have I missed? And I'll say, I'll be honest. I'll be like, well, there's trailers and stuff, but you probably missed like 10 minutes. Mm. And people go like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> and I always think... Like, if you were reading a book, like a novel, would you be, I'll skip the first 20 pages? Like, no, you need yeah, those. Yeah. That's part of the thing. Or I've noticed, I, not a lot, but I'll notice people leaving at the end of a movie the way some people at, none of us are sports fans, but at a hockey game, sometimes people if leave. If their team is losing. Yeah they'll, yeah, they'll leave. And I'm always like, that's when I want the team to come back and have this, like, miraculous, yeah. you know, because they'll be like, oh, it's, it's, it's five minutes left in the game and they're down three to two, I'm going to get a head start home. And I'm like, can't you just enjoy being out of the house and doing yeah. anything? Yeah. So I've noticed... What's e- the rush? Sadly, even here a couple times, and what was it? It, was, it might have been at La La Land where, like, clearly it was kind of the end, mm-hmm. and there was a couple to my far left maybe sitting on the couch. And they kind of got up and slowly started putting on their coat and started... And I was like, no, it's not over yet. There's still a movie. And they just left early to to beat the rush out the door. And that's so weird to me too of like, I imagine, I always equate it to a book. Like when you get to the, oh yeah, this book's over. There's 10 pages left, but I've got it. Put me away. You know, if you hate the movie and you're like, oh, just whatever. Yeah. But you know, if you're enjoying it. And so many movies like that have that little last twist at the end in the last five minutes or something. And you're just walking away. And I've seen here in town is years ago. And I saw our, at the time, our local Ottawa citizen film critic, who's a, who's a patron here still, I believe. And I saw him three or four times over a couple of years. Thing, and he's a professional, so maybe he's just like, I got to go. I got this. But leave with like 10 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't it part of the rule book that you have to watch the whole thing? Like, what if you really hated the last 10 minutes or some crazy out of left field twist happened in the last 10 minutes and you don't watch it? 
No one, no one texts when I go see movies at the Mayfair. No, because no. it's like movie church. No one yeah. texts when I go see movies at the, the Bytown. Town, yeah. But last time we went, we went, Andrew and I went to the Bytown to see Weirdos, the new Bruce McDonald right. film, which I want to talk about because I think we should show it here now. Yes, because it was it's so a good, good. It's a good movie. I thought I said to Andrew before seeing it, I was like, yeah, we'll never show it at the Mayfair because it hasn't been doing that well at the Bytown. Yeah. And then we, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it, and I thought maybe we should just show it just because it's so damn good. Yeah. So last night, you know, usually when someone's texting in the movie theater. And that happens to me at the Silver Shady Cinemas, yeah, uh, or wherever I might be, the Len Skidmarks Theaters. Colossal Yes, I get distracted by the light. It's the light that takes your eyes off the screen when someone's texting. Yeah. But last night, movie started, and in came this couple who sat in the front, the front row in front of us. And the, the, the screen was—it's a black and white movie, so it was, there was enough light to come off for me to catch the eye, my eye to catch who were coming in, and the. Let me just say, the girl was very attractive. The, the woman. The woman this guy came in was very attractive. What about the guy? Was he attractive? Well, maybe I was thinking, I thought that maybe he wasn't, and it just her attractiveness was brought up because he looked like a dope. No, he was, yeah. They were, they were both a good-looking couple, but I thought to myself, wow, okay, this guy's got a catch on his hands, and he should try really hard to make the night go well for himself. And then I started noticing, not by the light on her face or the light in her hand, but she was texting during the movie. And I just thought to myself, okay, it's not worth it. I don't care how good-looking yeah, she is. That's true. Yeah, true. It's not worth bringing her back to your place yeah. for the nightcap because that would just drive me bananas. Yeah, me too. Well, I don't, you know, and I don't see anyone who texts. Like, no, it's few and like the, the, my friends. I mean, like Andrew would never text. Them. No, no. <laughs> and and the, the one example. And I always I, shut my phone off. Yeah, it's very few and far in between. But once and we were screening Jaws. So, like a number of years ago, and it was a pretty packed house, and there was someone on the couch texting, and I always sit in the balcony, kind of front row you center balcony. You can see balcony. everybody. Where I, see I could judge them all. And so I went over. He did it once, and I kind of let it slide. Like, oh, maybe he noticed he's turned off his phone. And he did it like two or three times, and I went over, and I was like, and I said something like, man, it's, it's not cool to text. We don't allow texting here in the theater. It's really not cool to text during Jaws. Come on. <laughs> and I went back, and afterwards... A guy behind me, like, patted me on the back. I, I don't think he knew I was involved in the Mayfair. I was like, thanks for doing that. Good for you. You know? And it's just like, like, you can't. Yeah. I don't understand. And I think maybe it is. And it's not just kids. It's not like 14-year-olds. It's grown-ups. It's 40, 50-year-olds who don't turn off their phone. And it's so weird to me that you can't just relax for 90 minutes or two hours and just watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and iPhone, was it I, Apple was trying to come up with a uh, way to text in a movie yeah, theater I don't like that doesn't that. distract people? It's yeah. like it's, what about the people sitting? What about the person with the phone? What about their attention span? I'm always worried about my kids' attention spans. Yeah, and I, and I don't want that to deplete. Like sometimes I'll be downstairs, I'll come up, and Anna's watching something on Netflix, and she's texting at the same time. Anna, are you watching TV? Or are you? Yeah, <laughs> how dare you not watch TV? <laughs> it's come, come like uh, like Goebbels. <laughs> uh, my my little brother, who's not little, he's a, he's like in his twenties. He years ago he told me about some of his friends who couldn't don't have the attention span to watch a movie at home mm-hmm. and said that they would i don't even know if netflix was around yet but say they'd watch netflix or, or watch a dvd for like half an hour pause it and then go do some chores and then come back and do something else because they didn't have the attention span for that which means they totally don't have the attention span to go to a movie or to go see a live play or something like that and you, you notice like some shows like say and this is a 15 year old show but like spongebob squarepants it's like 11-minute episodes yeah. versus 22. And even adult shows, and talk a lot about TV on the Mayfair Theater podcast, yeah. but even adult shows have gone down to like 11 minutes. 
I found it curious that movies seemingly are just getting bigger and bigger, yeah. and, and movies that are still making money, like like your your Harry Potters and your Avengers and, and stuff yeah. like that. They're, They're all two, two and, and a half hours, hours yeah. long. The, the Dark Knight, all like that. So you would think there'd be some logic of those getting shorter, but I noticed even we just screened the animated movie Sing. And it was. Oh, like, I was going to bring this up. It was like right. an hour and yeah. fifty minutes, I think. It felt like three hours. Yeah, and there was like movies, kids' movies of my youth were barely an hour. Like I think, like you know, Fox and the Hound is like sixty-five minutes, and Land Before Time is mm-hmm. sixty-five. Like mm-hmm. so, because the Blood logic Feast is sixty. Yeah, Blood Feast is sixty-five minutes. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's for kids. <laughs> yeah, so kids can stab and watch it. Yeah, it made me. You make me think that my 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 attention. Or me wanting to have a, a greater uh, engagement in the movie, uh, I've lost out in a few things. Like I, I just you made me think. I never got laid in a driving, <laughs> right? Because I want to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm always in the front seat, behind the wheel, or I'm not in the back seat trying to get some girl's panties off. Yeah. I, I want to watch the movie. You know that can wait till we get home if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So. Anyway, we can talk about other things now, I guess. But no, I was um, going to bring up we we had a rental. All these kids, it was a birthday party, and they were oh, supposed was, to be watching Sing. It was chaos. It was I madness. showed up at the end, oh, yes. and it was all these yes. kids full of sugar running around, and and you were working it, and you had said like they didn't watch the movie. They no, were I, running I, around playing tags through the theater and the whole. Thing. I have a, I have good memories of bringing. I used to love bringing my daughter to movies. She was young and. We would go see movies in the theater, whether it's a cartoon, a live action, always kids' movies when she yeah. was young. And a half hour into each film, she'd say to me, Daddy, can we, can we go home now? Yeah. Because she's used to watching whatever that's a yeah. half hour on TV. Yeah. She'd say to me, and it's such a cute little, and I can never say no to my daughter. So, yeah. And so there were so many times I'd spend like $30 to get into the theater. Uh-huh. Okay, let's go home now. Yeah. And then... God, she was young, and I took her to see Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull (laughs) because I hate my children. Yes. I took her to see that. And herself. And a half hour after the movie, into the movie, she's like, Daddy, can we go home now? Yeah. And I'm like, Anna, um, why don't you come sit with me? And she sat on my lap, and we watched. That was the first film she ever watched from beginning to end. Right. She sat on my lap, and I bounced there, and we had a good time. And there was no one in the theater. Yes. So there wasn't. (laughs) And we were at AMC, I think, and we talked and laughed and it was a really fun night and after that she never said to me again uh, can we yeah. go home <laughs> don't tell Spielberg that story yeah. <laughs> when you meet Spielberg. There, was no one, there was no one in the theater <laughs> well, I thought we, we just did a, a Saturday morning cartoons recently which is always a nice draw for us it's always a fun fun morning yeah. and a couple of my friends brought their three year old and baby and usually a three year old and a baby at a normal movie kind of would get like sideways glances of you're a monster for bringing your kids to a movie but this worked really well, and it was a nice, like, dipping your toe in the water, bringing kids to a movie, because they stayed for, like, two cartoons. So they stayed for, like, an hour. The kid, uh, you know, they ate some cereal and left, and, and the kids really liked it. And so now maybe they can, in a little while, in a year or so, they can bring their, what will be, four-year-old to see whatever cartoon we're playing. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was a good testing ground. Because stuff like that, stuff like Saturday morning cartoons and the Oscars, there's, like, a few rare times where people are kind of coming in and out and getting refills where you're not shushing people. Because yeah. and, usually if somebody would be checking their phone, they're the worst. When I take my kids to see movies now, I, I, again with Goebbels, when we sit in the theater, <laughs> I wait 
to before the trailers come on, like, okay, now go to the bathroom. Oh, and God, they'll both yeah. say to me, I don't have to go to the bathroom. Like, go to the bathroom. Because Anna often has said to me, Daddy, is this a good time to go to the yeah. washroom? I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen this movie. And she leaves, and I'm stressed out. Where is she? And she's missing stuff. And, and I just don't want to deal with that anymore. So I make my kids empty their bladders whether they want to or not. And I always think of... I always call it to my friends the Return of the Jedi shit. Return of the Jedi, I was 11 when Return of the Jedi came out, and uh, it opened on a Friday in Newfoundland yeah. uh, in May, and it was a 9 a.m. screening. My mother took me oh out of school. God. My mother took me out of school. That's to good a, parenting. Thank you. Yes, I hope she's listening. She took me out of school to go to a 9 a.m. screening of Return of the Jedi, and there was no one in the theater. <laughs> it wasn't very busy because their school was on, but I couldn't wait to see it, and it was my life, and... And we were sitting there. We got there really early. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the washroom because it started racing my head. What if I have to poo during this movie? <laughs> I was young. And I, and I remember sitting there on the, on the, on the porcelain just squeezing. And there was oh, no. nothing. There was nothing to empty. There was nothing in my bladder to empty. And I did get something out. So every time I, 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 I feel, still once in a while, in my adulthood, feel like I need to take that Return of the Jedi shit <laughs> just to enjoy the rest of my day better. I know we could probably be talking about the that's, movies we're showing. That's the story. <laughs> when you meet Mark Hamill, that's the story. Yeah. Well, you mean for the, the last, the last Jedi yeah. shit. Yeah. The last Jedi shit. <laughs> There's a certain ring to that. Anytime somebody leaves a movie or, or like has to go to the washroom part of the movie and they come back, I always tell them they miss something fantastic. Yeah. I always like, oh, you, you it's amazing. The you lesbian miss, sex scene. Yeah, it's gone now. You'll never see it again. You missed all the great scissoring in that movie. <laughs> in La La Land. Speaking, speaking of both of those things, yes. uh, the lore. <laughs> the lore. Oh, yeah, the lore. How can you, if you're a mermaid, I guess you can do such a thing. My friend, no. my friend Fred was a little drunk when we came to see uh, John Wick 2 last night. After we went to Targ. And he watched the trailer, and that was the first thing out of his mouth. He was, it might be hard to do it with a mermaid. And like, I believe in you. I think you could do it. Well, they're, they're, aren't they? Well, like, they explain all, all these things. They're like, in, but it's like the they, they're out of water, big girl legs, I think. I want to find out. Isn't I it, could tell you. I've seen it. You see, is it a musical? I could tell you. It is a musical. It's La La Land. It's a, but a real oh, musical with, with people breaking yeah, it. Wow. It's La La Land with more scissoring. <laughs> no, with, with more with mermaids. Uh, mermaid Murders. vagina. Man, I really want to see it. See, what's funny is when you look up the poster for, for the lure, there's two different posters. There's one, which we have in our slideshow, which is this really nice overhead yeah. shot of the mermaid. looks like a horror movie. It's awesome. And then I there's one, poster. and it's just like two or three kind of, like a headshot of two or terrible. three kind of like showgirls, and yeah. it says the lure. And when I saw that poster, I was like, oh, this must be a different movie called The Lure. It's but the they just had two thing. really different before, print campaigns. That's, well, that's before Criterion became involved. Oh. What's interesting about The Lure, and if you... Or collect any home video at home. You know, you know, over since Laserdisc and DVDs and now Blu-rays, the best uh, home video release was always from Criterion, mm -hmm. which is owned by Janus Films. And Criterion and Janus mostly always just deal with older films. Yeah. Sometimes they'll deal with a new Hollywood movie that's at least a year old. But The Lure will be the first uh, film released by Janus Films. Yeah, Criterion. Yeah. That is a new release. It's, you know, it's a brand new movie. Mm -hmm. So I think... Yeah. The poster that you and I have seen that looks oh, terrible right. was before Janice became involved. It's once Janice, this criterion, this reputable company right, right, right. that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the likes of Woody Allen, Martin Scorsese, and a few others, they made that gorgeous poster. Yeah, such a nice made. poster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. The movie needs to be that good. Yes, has to live up to the poster. Yeah. 
it's a good, it's a good, but it's a, I love being here watching the trailer, folks. I love mm -hmm. the concept. I love telling people about the movie. It's about yeah. you know, a strip club that hires two mermaids, two sexy, murderous mermaids yeah. to work there. I did, yeah, that's good. I can't wait to see the vaginas now. And I think that often <laughs> when I see movies. That's a, you'll have to take a Jedi shit. <laughs> I don't think Josh likes the direction of the show. <laughs> it's just, it's so much more blue than before. I'm sorry. We were so reputable. <laughs> we got that Peabody Award. And then, <laughs> now. We used to be on NPR. <laughs> tote bags. Now. now we're on Fox. I haven't gotten a tote bag in a while. I want a tote bag. But no, it's, the lore looks great. What's our other big premiere? Uh, Window Horses. Oh, Window Horses. And that looks good, too. Which That's is a, a Canadian animated film. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, we're the Ottawa premiere. It did play at the Ottawa Animation Festival, but that was Ottawa Animation Festival. Uh, so this is the first kind of public premiere. And it's a, it looks like it's like an old-fashioned 2D yeah. animated film. Uh, very Canadiana. And we have that for a couple matinees coming up this weekend. And then we also have The Sense of an Ending, which has Jim Broadbent in it. From uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Was he in that? Wasn't he? I don't know. Isn't I he? Does he replace? He yeah, he. Because He's in a yeah, he stuff. replaces. Oh, who okay. died? Who died from the Star Wars uh, um, Indiana Jones trilogy? Uh, who plays Bro? That um, guy. I don't know his name. Yeah, I, I know, know who Demon it is. Elliot. Demon, Demon Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, yeah. And I think Broadman takes over kind right. of that, that yeah. position. And then Oscar nominee Charlotte Rampling, who was nominated last year for forty-five years. Yes. Oh yeah. Excellent, but terribly depressing, heavy movie. But yeah, so Sense of an Ending is a newish film. It's 2017, so that's another movie we have this weekend. It's good. It's a, it's a four-movie week, which I like. Because I can like, catch up on movies. <laughs> and I've already seen La La Land. Uh, next weekend, there's some killer premieres coming up. Yeah, so next weekend, uh, starting April 7th, is The Void, which is from the makers of Manborg, correct? Manborg and... Is uh, it? I, th I thought Austin, it was. Astrid no. 6? Astrid 6? Well, I think is it was... I'd, I'd be surprised that Ashton Six wasn't all over the poster. The poster's right behind Go look. Me. He's going to look. He's going to look at the poster. I thought it was the Manboard guy. Oh, but it's from the executive producer of The Witch. Of The Witch. The Vavavitch. So I yeah. might be lying to you, but I thought Manborg was involved somehow in The Void. But it, it looks great. It looks great. It's, and I it's a, like movies like that. Like an actual <laughs> scary horror movie. Like an actual non-ironic, non-punchline, nothing like... Um, Scream no, it's, it's a horror Scream film. compared to like John Carpenter films. Yeah, and Apparently I think it's, it's, it's like Cthulhu-y. I heard it compared to like Assault on Precinct 13. It's like this, these cult people who are sieging a hospital or something. Right. And it all goes horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, April 8th is the David Lynch documentary, The Art Life. Which looks excellent. Yeah, I love I loved taking, again, my daughter to see La La Land. And that trailer came on. Yes. Beforehand. And I just, I was hoping she was really engaged because I, you know, there's bits in the movie where he's working with a young girl, it must be his granddaughter. Yeah. They're that, doing a painting. Yeah. And I just like how weird he is. And I, I always like telling Anna that the greatest artists in the world are a bunch of weirdos. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes them so unique. If David Lynch was anything like me, you or Andrew over here, yep. uh, we wouldn't go see his movies. So how, how close was David Lynch to directing Return of the Jedi? Well, the, the story recently came out that everyone knew that he was offered the role and, and turned it down somehow. But he eventually, I think within the last two or three years, he was, it's, I think it's on YouTube, he's on stage and he tells a story about how right. he, after he made, uh, George Lucas had saw Elephant Man. 
and loved it. And that was like pretty mainstream compared to other David Lynch yeah. produced was, by Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was trying to think, what's my favorite David Lynch movies? There's, uh, there's six. I can't decide on which yeah, is the yeah. better film. But um, yeah, Elephant Man's right up there. And George Lucas loved it and thought he'd be great to direct. So David Lynch tells a story about how George Lucas picked him up in a helicopter in yeah. L.A. and flew him out to Lucas Ranch in San Francisco. And he got there. And when he got back, his manager says, oh, so what was it like? What, what did George say? He's like, uh, he just talked to me about Wookiees the whole time. <laughs> I don't know what a Wookiee is. So I said no to him. Uh, <laughs> and, and his manager, then he said, then my manager, and, you know, then, then he did Dune instead, which right. was a big flop. And his, he said that his manager still considers it the, the, the worst decision-making ever made in Hollywood right. was to say no to the Empire Strikes Back and yes to Dune. Right to Return to Jedi. But it makes for a yeah. good story, the way David Lynch tells it. Yeah, it's great, and you know, and it, and it wasn't too much long. You know, Dune came out and it sucked. I mean, I I do kind of like it, but it was a big disaster for Lynch creatively and financially. But by 1986, Blue Velvet was yeah. out, so he had his he had the Empire Strikes Back all to himself in in a movie called Blue Velvet. Yeah, and then um, a couple years later, he had Twin Peaks was giant on TV. He won then, the Palme d'Or. Yeah, uh, so with the it turned out fine. It yeah. turned out fine for Mr. Lynch. And so it's a nice. To look back and, and, and reflect that way. And, and, and there's so much I think I know about David Lynch. I can't wait to see this documentary, see if it all plays out. Yeah. And so, and then on April 8th, which is a Saturday, right after that, we'll have a special late, late show of Eraserhead. Which seems to be doing well on Facebook in terms yeah, of the people yeah. excited. I remember once we did a midnight screening of the Eraserhead here and it nearly sold out. It was like 300 yeah. people here. Yeah. Um, and then we did another late night screening and no one Nobody came. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. It was like Kingdom with the Crystal Skull <laughs> all over again. So I'm hoping people will come out. I, I, I would love to bring my kids to see Eraserhead. They're both terrified. It's fun. Often, you know, I, I got a bit of a man cave in my basement because I hate my wife. We have two. <laughs> Don't you have two now? I'm, now I have two Double because basement? my son. Your son took the main yes. one over That's so now right. you're in like what, what is it like your tool shed or something? yeah it's like the closet i came out of i <laughs> built a little yeah. tv so, but I, but you know sometimes i'll be watching a movie downstairs and the kids will max will want to come downstairs and want to play a video game around and i want to come downstairs and watch a movie with me and they can when you come downstairs i have a you know 7.1 surround sound in my basement 7.2 and the kids come down they can hear what's going on but they can always tell and I'll say, how come you haven't come downstairs? Like, because you're watching David Lynch. Ah, and there's something about uh, his sound design, right? whether it's yeah, Twin Peaks, yeah. Blue Velvet, Mulholland Drive, whatever it is, they can tell by That's sonically, funny. not listening to the music score, that, that I'm watching Lynch and they shouldn't be in the same room <laughs> with me. Not because it's full of nudity and stuff that's not appropriate for children. They just think it's, it's scary creepy. as shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I love, and I love that reaction. And I would love to be able to convince them to come. I have to convince my wife first to let the kids come see Eraserhead yeah. uh, Saturday, next Saturday night. I, you know, and Maybe the, if they come see that documentary, they'll, they'll see the human face, the, the man behind the movie and they won't be as scared they'll realize oh look he's he's painting with his granddaughter and (laughs) I think he's even more weird Uh, Andrew and I were planning the next the weekend to go to Toronto Uh because they're showing a 35 millimeter print of Mishima Life in Four Chapters which is one of my favorite films and I've never seen it on the big screen let alone in 35 millimeter but it's the same night as this David Lynch documentary in Eraserhead and I kind of feel like we need to be here mostly because Creative Arts will be here uh Serving alcohol, collective, collective, collective arts brewing, and smoke shack, smoke shack. will be providing. They're, they're serving alcohol and, food. and 
chicken and waffles on a stick. Now, I love chicken and waffles. <laughs> if anyone knows me, I talk too much about Roscoe's chicken and waffles out of L.A. And if, yeah. if you've ever been to L.A. with me, my favorite thing to do is to go to Roscoe's yeah. and have some chicken and waffles. And, and I can't imagine on a stick. I'm excited to, yeah. to uh, put that in my mouth. I'm excited to put most things in my mouth, actually. <laughs> You'd be in Toronto and just with like a little like cartoony thought balloon of chicken and waffles over yeah. your head, kind of sad and distracted. Sad, yes, frowny face. Frowny face. Um, so, yeah, that, and, that, and that'll be an ongoing event with these guys that we'll do once a month or so of a, of a crossover with some, some cool movie. Because I was saying, I think we're going to do, like, as David Lynch, the documentary was just a movie we were screening anyhow. Right. So I think maybe sometimes it'll be just puzzled into a movie we are screening anyhow. Sometimes it might be something special like Eraserhead. The next it's one nice will be Big Lebowski. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, did, uh, maybe we should talk quickly about the Black Coat's Daughter. Because there seems yeah. to be a lot of frustration online while we're not showing this movie. This is a movie that was shot in Ottawa. Two it's a, hey, wait, it's not called that anymore. It's, yeah, the, <laughs> it's The Devil's Daughter. They changed, So The Black Coat's Daughter is getting released to, today okay. in the, throughout the United States. I think it's playing like 18 different screens. Right. Independent theaters like the Mayfair show. Well, it. A24 is putting it out in the States. That's and right. They just won Oscars for Moonlight. That's right. No one's asked me about it on Twitter or anything. I even well, there, there seems to be like... Because if the film community in Ottawa, why isn't the Mayfair showing this movie? Right. Uh, the movie was shot in Ottawa. And um, it's a strange story. The movie was originally called February. Then they changed the title to Black Coat's Daughter. It was shot like two or three years ago. It's taken a long time to come out. It stars, who's the, the, the Emma weird? Roberts. Emma Roberts. Eric, Eric Roberts. <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> Offspring. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you, I would not want to be coming out, be woken up in the middle of the night by Eric Roberts. Randy! Dead from <laughs> Runaway Train I just watched, which is brilliant. So, uh, I, A-M-B-O was the distributor in Canada. Okay. And they asked, uh, would you be interested in showing it? I was like, yes! Because I knew it was shot in Ottawa, and I knew that a lot of people from the casting crew would come see it. Yeah, yeah. If we screen it. It's always worthwhile. But then I tried to... Um, confirm a date right. and they never replied to me and then someone who worked on the movie sent me an email why, why are we showing this why isn't the Mayfair showing this movie it's opening everywhere in the United States this Friday I'm like oh yeah why didn't they, they never, ever get yeah. back to me and then I found out they that Mongrel took over the rights to the movie Right. if you go on the Ottawa Films Rating Board it says AMBO right. but Mongrel took it over from them I don't know how that happened and Mongrel released it on DVD in the United in Canada two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Yeah. Oh. It's on DVD and on demand as like March twenty second, while in the United States it's coming out today. Right. And they were on Stephen she was on Stephen Colbert promoting it. Mm-hmm. And it's getting a like it's getting a lot of buzz in the United States on all these like why wouldn't Mongrel just yeah. ride that cocktail a little bit and let the Mayfair show it? I guess because they don't they're thinking that people might not watch it on demand. The thirty people show up to the Mayfair to see yeah. it if we show it. Uh, and not only that, they're changing the title yet again in Canada. So the United States has the movie called Black Coat's Daughter. In Canada, it's called Devil's Daughter, according to this email I have. Although you saw it on DVD in Walmart as the Black Coat's as Daughter. As the Black Coat's Daughter. That, that makes no sense. <laughs> so it's, it's just like, it's, it's, it's been really frustrating trying to, trying to book this film yeah. this, this week. And it might, by the time, you know, with, with, we can't have it this weekend, and by the time... Next weekend with David Lynch and the the void is totally right. getting in the way. You know, we, the earliest we could show it is two weeks from now, and that that means that we got bigger are, fish to fry. We have bigger <laughs> fish to fry, and I would love to have shown it, and I think we could have done well with it. But um, someone in the higher ups thought it would be better release yeah. it, change the title yet again, and release it to Walmart. And it just shows like how 
weird and complicated and frustrating yeah, movie distribution a, is sometimes. That's a very that that like, one's a real complicated yeah uh, fish to fry. Whereas, or, or sometimes people just today, and I just I didn't reply to this this uh, lady yet because she said, "Oh, uh, uh, Studio Ghibli's putting out some stuff," and I said, "Oh, well, you know, it, it's on our radar, and if we we've shown their stuff before, and I looked it up, and it's." It's not going to be available to us because it's that, that stupid multiplex distribution thing. Yeah. So I'm going to reply to her and be like, sorry, we can't get that. It's the, the... We'd have to book it with Cineplex. Yeah. And, and that goes against our grain. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, and you'll see it there for one night or whatever. But we all wish it was that easy to just be, we want this or that. But sometimes it's just not available or not distributed in Canada or even like weird stuff. Like I wanted to screen the original Ninja Turtles for uh, a kids club. And Ninja Turtles are still around, like Saturday morning cartoons and the horrible Michael Bay remakes and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's just, you can't get it. It's just not available theatrically. And you think somebody would be like, yeah, we could probably make a couple bucks off of that. But nope, Ninja Turtles is gone. And what's important is what's making money this weekend at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. Not what made money 10 years ago at the box office. Not how this movie is going to perform next weekend. It's, it's now. Yeah. yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, I just realized we went long because we, we actually did this in two parts because my computer blew up halfway oh. through. So see if you could find the cut point. <laughs> <laughs> but so we'll wrap it up for this week. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. They're celebrating their third anniversary. I got a third anniversary T-shirt last night. Go on Audible and download an audio book. Uh, thanks to us, you can find the link on our website. I just got a bunch of Carrie Fisher audiobooks that I'm going to listen to and be sad. Does she mm-hmm. read them? She reads them, yeah. And it's all like the... It'd probably be really fun to listen to. Oh, yeah. And it's all... It's like I got three, and they're all her autobiographical stuff. So it's her talking about Star Wars, and the postcards from the edge, her talking about her you relationship You got those for free because of this deal we have? I got those from the Ottawa Public Library. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure you can get them on uh, Audible like, as well. And you took him the discs? I took them to the discs because I have... I can still... I have a computer at home where I can download the discs into my phone and listen to them while I'm walking around. But the uh, to advertise the Auto Public Library, they are also starting to get digital, so you can just like download digital stuff mm-hmm. into your phone too. But it's a great reason. It's my favorite. Getting audiobooks and stuff like that is, is... I never listen to music anymore. I just listen to audiobooks and podcasts. So Next time I take a Return of the Jedi ship, I should <laughs> yeah. listen to this. Uh, okay, we thanks should have ended the show, though. Oh, we were so close. So I close. Can, if you look at the... You can see yeah, where we'll I say cut it shit. right there. You can yeah. see the That's word what that looks like. Yeah. So we'll uh, see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening, and come watch all the cool stuff. Come watch the David Lynch documentary. Just, just eat eat some it. chicken and waffles. <laughs> do it. A beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Dune. You are about to enter a world where the unexpected... Many dangers exist on Arrakis. The unknown an incredible secret has been kept on this planet. And the unbelievable meet. I see two great houses. Where kingdoms are built on Earth that moves. We have worm sign, the likes of which even God has never seen. And skies are filled with fire. The prophecy which will cleanse the universe. 
can bring us out of darkness. Where a young warrior is called upon to free his people. A world that holds creation's greatest treasure. He who controls the spice controls the universe. And greatest terrors. A world where the mighty... This is genocide. The deliberate and systematic destruction of all life on Arrakis. The mad. <laughs> I will kill him! I will love you forever. And the magical... Father, the sleeper has awakened! ...will have their final battle. Long live the fighters! Do not show the slightest pity or mercy! A spectacular journey through the wonders of space and the mysteries of time. From the boundaries of the incredible to the borders of the impossible. Now, Frank Herbert's widely read, talked about, and cherished masterpiece comes to the screen. Dino De Laurentiis presents Dune, a world beyond your experience. Beyond your imagination.